0: Hello, 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 hello. Is there anybody out there? I'm singing low. <clears throat> hello, hello. <laughs> Say hi in the chat if you're all there. And I had technology problems today. Like crazy, That's why I announced this so late. StreamYard wasn't cooperating with me. I have to tell them what's going on. And, uh, so I thought I also have the ability to just play this live and I thought, well, I'm going to come on this way anyway. So I'll say hello to you guys. (laughs) Surprise to me too. And, uh, there's so much coming up that I think it's a, uh, good time also just to let me let you know, there's like, wow, I don't know it things, it just exploded and, uh, some things came my way and I, I went looking for some things and, um, so we'll see. Anybody out there? Hello, hello. It's always more fun with people in the chat if you feel like it. Oh, let me get Rockfin going. Darn it. I could have forgot that whole thing. Shoot. OK, give me a second. This is not good. Shoot. Look. It might work anyway. Alicia is here, excellent. Thank you so much for joining tonight. Happy Friday to you. I know uh, Chance is doing a good stream right now, so I, I didn't realize I was scheduling on top of him, but sometimes when I don't schedule, like just do something. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> so I have to be a little spontaneous and you have to go check out the interview. I know I'm going to run it. I'm a, a, any second now. So, but I just wanted to really quickly, Bear is here. That's awesome. Great. And this was the reason I had to persist because I told a few people, including Bear, and he said he might, he might uh, be around. So that's so great. And uh, yeah, so actually that's the first thing I'll say is that uh, Bear and I just booked for today a workshop in the House of Free Will. And Gosh, my memory. I can't trust my memory to just shoot the date out. But what do we we decide on, I think? Yes, October 12th at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific and 4 p.m. Central. So we're going to do a workshop that is to assist the law community, but not exclusively because of things that he's teaching about violet ray projection, working with color and frequency to basically how I would paraphrase it is do things easier. So you're not pushing... Uh, energy so much as do, just doing the matter of fact thing. And, uh, and you know, now I'm really paraphrasing you, Bear, here, but, uh, you know, getting the results from the inside out is another way to say it. Do all your inner work and things can happen pretty easy. So that's coming up. And um, next week, really interesting. I got a message from Amanda Volmer and we're going to connect on this channel, but probably only for about 15 minutes of the first part of the stream because it will, I think, be vulnerable. You know, I'm I'm uh, kind of on the radar right now. So she's going to be coming on the 28th, Wednesday. At yeah, I'll, I'll be sending out the, I think I actually just did send out the details on my email list. And then Thursday coming up is Rebecca Shepherd from Stanford, the, who is just like crazy. Skilled in law and uh, beautiful woman, warrior woman. And there's actually some victories to report. And apparently, we can travel in Canada without having to pay $9,000 in tickets for not using an Arrive Can app on the way back into our very own country. So, anyway, boy, I could go on and on. Hannah Maria is on October 3rd. Uh, Sean Zimmer, if you're not familiar with him, he's a local rock star that has just been absolutely killing it in the uh, local freedom movement. October 6th. I'm not going to go, oh, yeah, that is in order. Good. And um, I have a um, very special fellow who's uh, an expert in EMF, um, helping people not only to detox EMFs to literally technically, you know, shift their homes and do all of that tech kind of work and also coach people. Because for the most part, those that have uh, really intense sensitivities to, to EMFs, Tend to have some, also maybe trauma in their background, or some injuries, or something that you know. Why do they they get into that state and somebody else doesn't? Oh, sorry for the subsonics on the on the siren. They've been going all day. Uh, also, Robert Michael, I booked uh, October thirteenth. I just had a, a note confirming that from him today. So I think that's about it. That's uh, that's a lot. <laughs> and uh, if you want to take part in Berlando's workshop. in the House of Free Will, there's a link below to apply to become a member because that will be a members only event. Alrighty, without further ado, I am going to share my screen and there's Mr. Mike Winner. And it's a little bit into the video. There was um, about, I don't know, 15 minutes or so of uh, introduction, we caught some of it. This is, I think, towards the end of it. And then we're just gonna take off. I'm gonna be here with you guys in the background. And I have to clean my juicer, (laughs) but I will be, I'll definitely be watching the chat. And if you guys want to talk, definitely let me know. And uh, Rockfin is live. So if anybody wants to jump over there, I'll do a real fast share about uh, with that link, I mean. Yeah, come Wednesday with Amanda Vollmer, I'm only going to be streaming probably 10, 15 minutes on YouTube gives, it makes me sad, but it's better to preserve that channel and uh, get you guys over on Rockfin. Fakebook, whoa, they just censor me. I can barely get one view on a video there. <laughs> it's so weird. So, alrighty. So, I'm going to press play, and we're going to go for it. Okay. Thank you so much for coming, you guys. I hope you enjoy this. Is, like amazing. I was so excited when I did this interview. I could barely uh, ground myself out. I had all the thoughts at one time, but I just get really happy talking to these guys. They're amazing. Uh, Just also for the record, I wanted to make an apology to Robert Michael in public. Just the last thing that I'll say, because I was on Chris Rice's uh, uh, podcast, being interviewed by him. And he asked me specifically about Robert Michael, which was, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not making him wrong, but he, you know, it's that he put me on the spot. And then my perspective that I shared was really so unfounded. And when I heard myself back, I went like, Beth, do you have any basis for really saying that? And I couldn't come up with any. So the first thing I did was uh, message to him and we got on a call and we talked about it and he's extremely forgiving and beautiful soul. I, I really love him and have nothing bad to say that I could support <laughs> at all. So, uh, that's all. And you'll hear that, I think, kind of towards the end of this interview. Again, thanks to Mike Winner and, and Bear for hosting me. It's, it was just like a sheer pleasure. I'm really having such beautiful experiences in this work. And uh, thank you for sharing your audience. They're they're amazing. I meet really, really genuine souls through you guys. And that's uh, thank you for pioneering, breaking that ground. And I think that's all. Okay, here we go.
1: Uh, uh, any other, other notes, notes real quick, quick before, before we invite on, yeah. Beth on Bear? Well,
2: I, I love George because, you know, he's a physicist, but he's not an armchair physicist. He's one of
0: these. And uh, could someone just let me know if you can actually hear that? Because I don't want to I don't want to play it for a while and have there be no sound. Could I get a volunteer in, in one of the chats to let me know either on Rockfin? Could you hear the audio? I think it's, I think it's good. It's all set up. Good to go. I'll I'll just keep trying it and and you just let me know if you can't hear it for some reason.
2: These guys that actually is out inventing and doing things and making changes. And, um, you know, there's a great, um, we'll call it, you know, in uh, the more old esoteric circles of, uh, of spiritual teachings, they call it glamour, you know, when the spiritual community kind of gets into more just talk 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 and glamour and and spiritual bypass and you know and i i see the value of spreading information and uh you know i do get uh invites from time to time to attend certain things but and it's not that i'm against it it's just that you know like george uh here we're like hands and and boots on the ground you know we're growing things we're making things uh, you know, we're constantly putting in elbow grease. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people that have been uh, really in the informational flow, uh, that's great. But now it's time to do things, not just sit around and talk, get out, you know, away from your keyboard. Of course, here we are behind our keyboards. But, you know, uh, what we're also doing is is launching our, our new membership site where you'll actually be able to see Um, you know, what we're doing on the ground and teaching people how to duplicate, because we need parallel systems right now, because it's coming down right now, you know, the the final moves are being made. And so uh, we don't have the luxury of talking anymore. So uh, yeah, uh, my guess my message today is a call to arms as far as uh, it's time to get active, roll up your sleeves, get together with like minded people start doing things. And stop talking about it. So um, that's that's my little thing. Uh, one last little thing, and Beth, uh, thanks so much. And it's just always so great to see you, and and uh, always delightful to uh, to be with you. It's it's definitely old home week whenever I'm with you, either on your show and and folks. If uh, anybody has not yet tuned into Best uh, hero's journey, King Hero's journey, it's just one of the best podcasts I think out there. And she's just tire tirelessly bringing in uh, fantastic people, sharing information, and actually doing things. You know, you're getting your hands in the dirt out there too. So, uh, and thank you for making time with us. Uh, the last thing I just wanted to say: go. Uh, sorry, and I'll make this quick. Um, I spent the last two weeks uh, more than just a little bit under the weather. And, um, you know, we had uh, smoke in the atmosphere from forest fires. And then we had relentless spraying, uh, night and day of planes. And all up and down the West Coast, you know, we're way up in the Pacific Northwest, but all the way down even in the Southern California, people were succumbing to this really horrible, horrible sickness. And so for the folks out there that still don't get germ theory versus bioterrain and everything, This is something that you have to wrap your mind around. Now, traditionally, people would get what we would call colds and flus, which aren't contagious, you know, uh, illnesses from germs. They are just annual composting. In other words, just like things in the winter in the forest, things compost, you know, all the all the old uh, dead matter needs to be discarded, eliminated. The body does the same thing. The microbes do their part. And you get symptoms from that. People traditionally say, oh, I caught a cold or I caught the flu, but it's just composting. But at the end of the composting, you feel better and you don't have to do it again for an entire year. And a lot of us have learned over the years as well that if you do your homework, then you don't even have to go through composting symptoms. And many of us, my wife and myself included, haven't been you know sick for you know decades. Uh, however, that has changed in the last couple of years where there's these uh, mysterious recurring symptoms. And uh, I put my head together with a few other people that are very knowledgeable Ivy League kind of people you know that have great backgrounds as practitioners as well. And we are convinced beyond any shadow of a doubt by the nature of the symptoms. It is a neurological biotoxin that is being sprayed in the atmosphere, and that is in fact what we have had. So for the last two weeks, Mike, you had it for about ten days, uh, and you know, you and I both uh, have a lot of mutual friends that all succumbed to it, and it was just horrible, horrible symptoms. I'm still kind of getting over it. Uh, our last podcast last week, I you know almost wanted to bail. I didn't feel that good. So, um, so folks need to know that there's really, really, um, you know, a need to take care of yourself these days. And for the folks out there that are taking horse dewormers and things, because they think that they are getting, um, you know, symptoms from the latest, uh, variant or some such thing, that is the worst thing you could possibly do. And you really have to stop being stupid. Um, what you're doing there with that mectin ivor stuff is you're denuding your gut. Your gut is ground zero for your health. And one of the most dangerous things is uh, not only are you fooling with your ecology for long-term very bad consequences, but you're also negating your uh, gut's ability through the digestive process to create hydrogen. And hydrogen, we could talk about it alchemically as far as what it means on that level, but at the level of the body, that's where you get your hydrogen, the most abundant substance in the body, which brings us back to George Wiseman and his AquaCure machine. But the hydrogen is what regenerates your body. And when it's short, which it's short in everybody these days, uh, deficient, I should say, and especially if you've been taking all this other thing and think you're protecting yourself and getting better somehow, um, you're shortchanging your hydrogen even more. So your body shuts down its ability to regenerate and just barely keeps its head above water. And you just succumb more and more and more to whatever they throw at us. So, you know, we need to be smarter than that. I saw this uh, character, Charlie Ward guy, you know, on another broadcast, and he's bragging about how he puts <laughs> that stuff and all those water supplies at home. And I'm like, you know, you F an idiot. I mean, it's okay Charlie... if you want to Charlie... do that, but don't tell people... This nonsense—it's going to just make people sick. Uh, So, Charlie Ward also message. uh, I
1: was just going to say, Bear Charlie Ward also said that uh, Trump was going to come back. uh, That one dude was the actual real king of England. Uh, He's he was on a roll for a while. uh, Jasara Nasara Q. So, guys, you know we gotta we gotta have some some true. uh, go to your heart discernment. Thank you. And look through the weeds here because there is a lot of bad information out there, but thank you bear for that rant. Uh, because I've been saying that on our telegram for going on two years now. So thank you.
2: And for folks that still don't believe in chemtrails and, um, and still believe that, uh, you know, the latest variant or whatever, you all need to be beaten senseless with a wet sock full of dog poo. And uh, <laughs> just pull your head out because you're, you're really creating a drag for the rest of us. You're enabling the people that are trying to harm other people, and you need to stop it. You, you need to wise up real quick because this is end game time. Beth Martins, uh, let's give you a proper intro and we're going to turn it over to you, Mike.
1: Um,
2: Let's get this started.
1: Beautiful. I love the rant. I think it's extremely important for us to cover it because we know the whole uh, CV uh, nonsense, CV-19 was uh, just another way to obfuscate the reality that we've been poisoned for decades and uh, they've ramped it up with all the nanotech and it's time to wise up. So I will, I just want to give one more shout out. Alex, Zach crushed it at this last Miami weekend. He did an amazing presentation on uh, how viruses aren't real. He had a standing ovation. They tried to stick him down in the basement because it was too edgy. And he uh, had a full crowd and he delivered. And I will say this, Bear, you'll be proud of him. He's moving into the residence. He's moving into what is really causing illness uh, in a way I think you'd be stoked. So got to, definitely got to connect you guys on the phone and have a deep talk on that because Alec is the man, and he's only 30, and he is crushing it with truth. So just wanted to give you,
2: you know, uh, sorry, one more comment, you know, there's a lot of folks out there in that whole terrain germ theory debate. And and I I just have to say it, there aren't that many people that actually practice real old school bioterrain medicine. I did that for over 40 years. And when you do that, It's like being in the trades, you know, if you're a contractor, a plumber, an electrician, you know what works, you can prove what works by what happens on the ground. And then the practice of biotrained medicine, that's why I always describe myself as a blue collar clinician. You know, you're in there with your hands, and you see what works firsthand. It's not theory, it's not academics, it's not arguing with somebody over you know some test or data or anything. It's like you really get to see what works. So um, I would like to see, um, and, and of course, it's part of what we're gonna do on our platform is to get us some good old school information about train medicine, so the practitioners can start being real doctors again.
1: Beautiful, love it, love it all. Okay, this is a great start, to w- which will be a very powerful cast today because we have the great Beth Martin's on. She gets all this on her podcast. She's had a lot of these people on to talk exactly about this. She's super hip to all these ideas. And if anybody's being triggered right now, I doubt anyone is if they know us about the whole viruses not being real thing. Um, I'll drop some links in the show notes below to some of our other casts and also with Alex information. Uh, it's very sound science, and if uh, you have any doubts after watching this, then uh, maybe you need to take a class on uh, classic uh, Trivium and Logic. Uh, but today, uh, special Alpha Cast friend Beth Martins of the popular King Heroes Journey podcast is here for a full update on her life's mission to bring truth to light. Special Alphacast friend Beth Martins uh, is, uh, is a business coach, author, trainer, and founder of the House of Free Will in the private domain. She considers uh, this her calling as a life or death thing. Quote, this lifetime or next, you will have to fulfill on your sacred contract. I learned the hard way, end quote. Beth engages leaders, movement makers, entrepreneurs, and purveyors of the truth in amazing conversations on her um, on her podcasts and her live streams. But her personal hero's uh, journey is a remarkable as any. After a decade as a corporate VP in her family's firm, eight trips to India, and a three-year battle with cancer 20 years ago, she used archetypes to save her life. I survived against the odds, thanks to awakening my archetypes and discovering where I was out of alignment with my own true nature, my own life's work, and my own sacred contract. The exercise of one's will has long been misunderstood. And suppressed to the point that most no longer fathom this reservoir of available power to achieve anything they wish. Often confused with positive thinking, which is the mind or masculine aspect, will can rightfully be delegated to the feminine polarity with its origins in the astral plane of intuition and feeling. Beth, Dr. Lando, and myself will tackle this all-important topic and all of its practical implications to a world in urgent need of the right use of will. Visit Beth at BethMartins.com to do a free King Hero Archetype Quiz to learn where you are on the path of purpose. And you can find her book, Journey, a Map of Archetypes to Find Lost Purpose in a Sea of Meaninglessness. And that's available on our website, too, at BethMartins.com. You can also apply to become a member in the House of Free Will Ministry at www.freewillministry.live. All of those links are in the show notes below. I have Beth's book. It's phenomenal. And I couldn't say there's anything more true right now. I think that one of the number one things we're dealing with besides the poisons in the air is the nihilism that has taken over the world thanks to the neoliberal agenda and all the globalism and all that nonsense of secularism. So uh, that being said, take it away, Bear.
2: Okay, uh, Beth, again, so, uh, so happy to have you here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, in my write-up, uh, I did kind of Key in on that uh, will uh, element there, because it is so important with what we face as a people right now is just somehow mobilizing that will force. And I think I thought it would be an interesting discussion in light of your House of Free Will and, and some of your fine work out there uh, just to see what your take is, uh, you know, as far as what will force means to you. And uh, I did uh, borrow that term from a book called The Right Use of Will uh, that I read a long time ago in the 80s. It was it was a great book back then. And uh, so I did plagiarize that and uh, use it for the the title of our newsletter. But, um, you know, let's uh, maybe just catch up and tell us what you've been up to, which is I know a lot. And uh, then we can, we'll just follow your lead here. So uh, always, again, delightful to be with you, Beth. Thank you.
0: Thank you guys for having me. It's a total honor and uh, and joy. I get to be with my friends. <laughs> it's so good. There's a lot of leisure time that's gone by the wayside. And yeah, it's been go time since March, 2020. There, I, I got that, uh, you know, rocket fuel, from behind me and uh, I can't stop myself I, I was double double um, doing two things at the same time which is is fairly common picking up some uh, food from a food group and extremely connected locally with with food people and you know milk people and vegetable people and the farmers and all of that kind of thing it's added a lot of duties you know driving off into the wilds and you don't know where the pickup is that day because it's has to change every day because it's a little you know on the on the QT and uh, and I was on a meeting, I had my Zoom on, we were, we were talking about the private domain with Jacqueline Milne and then I'm picking up my groceries and she's going, well, you know, she was irritated with me because well, you don't have to, you, you just have to stop it. You know, you just have to stop it. You, like like I was needing some, um, you know, someone to intervene or something. And and I'm just like, no dude, you don't get it. I mean, she, she gets a lot of it, but she, it, it, this is, I don't know, it, it is time to go. And the trick is to go from a place of rather than being driven by fear, being driven by love and or, you know, rather than being driven by death, be driven by life. And this is a very important distinction that I have luckily made 20 years ago. So I had some time to get a bit of ahead of the curve. I like doing this now because it's a Fibonacci. It's like exactly the Fibonacci wave, how things work. Uh, so, so that's fortunate. Yeah, I, th- I think you guys are on the same path. That think you know, early life events taught you that everything was not as it appeared. I'm pretty late to waking up, and um, I just got accused of being a baby truther. And two things, I thought this was, was hilarious. Not too many people know this yet. I had Mac- Max Egan on maybe five weeks ago to my podcast and it was all cool. I thought maybe I'd get censored, but it was staying up and really good feedback. And I, I love Max, he's amazing. And then I I woke up the next, uh, one of the last days and i had been given a strike on YouTube. They took the video down for medical misinformation, right? Oh, I'm like, okay, here we go. And you know, my YouTube might have just hit that point where I'm more on the radar than I had been living on my laurels. And uh, so I go looking for Odyssey because the YouTube downloads to Odyssey and I couldn't find it there either. For, I don't know if they can do that, that it—that it's hinged to the YouTube, that if it disappears on one, it disappears on the other. So then I went looking and I actually found so many other versions of it. Many people had uploaded it somewhere on Odyssey, including Max. So I went to his version of it and there's a long string of comments. So I thought, oh, this will be fun. I'll, I'll read some comments and hear like, you know, all this good feedback that I'm used to getting. And uh, and there were trolls in there big time. So they're saying that Uh uh, I'm controlled op and I'm a baby truther and get this one, the kicker. I'm a guy. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Right. It is so
1: that is the conspiracy world eating itself. Yes, And I think that's the greatest PSYOP right now that we see is everything is a PSYOP, you know, rolled into a conspiracy. We see it all the time. It's like this, this goes, feeds right back into what Bear was saying at the beginning. Get off your dam, get out of your mom's basement, get off the keyboard and go, go start doing something. Sorry
0: hmm. Mm-hmm, exactly. So yeah, for a minute, I thought, Oh, maybe I'll go respond. And luckily, there were a few people defending me in there and talking about my Adam's apple and stuff. <laughs> and, um, but I just, you know, it's it's a sort of cut bait. That's, that's the beauty of the times that we're in, because it calls for action. And so the tendency to get caught up in the small things, the, the small disputes and conflicts and, you know, there's lots of personality disorders coming to the surface right now, you know, mine included, and there's lots of chances for those kind of conflicts. But when and this for sure happened to me when I was sick with cancer, that all the little stuff fell away, all the little grievances, all the little complaints, all the, you know, irritations, all of that kind of stuff, and that and that's a blessing. Same thing happened when I had my baby, and. Life turns, I'm sure you're aware that life turns into it's all focused on keeping this little one alive. And now I'm the same with my ministry. I have a sprout of a of a ministry just started. I didn't even expect I, I thought I would be starting right now, but events happened over the course of the summer and it was pushing up and out of me, or, or it was saying, push, push, it's time to push that reflex that comes out and it's like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm hearing I'm listening and I'm just going to go out. And actually right now I'm so glad that I did that and I followed those urges and I'm learning to follow them, you know, very consistently because if I was where um, you know, if I was just starting right now, I probably would be incredibly stressed out and, you know, having tried to get everything perfect and, and it, it, you cannot learn by, or you cannot get anything right by thinking about it. That's that's never in a million years going to happen. You're like a rat in a trap. It goes in circles until you start to get into reality. And I'm going to go Fibonacci again. And you extend out of the comfort zone where you've been before to do something new, to take hard action, the elbow grease that you're talking about. And then you start to, you you start to get reflections you start to get feedback you learn what actually works in reality compared to what was just an idea well it should work in my mind kind of thing and uh and yeah there's nothing to replace the real creation the real manifestation the real testing of yourself what can i do what am i capable of to challenge all of those internal beliefs that you know, add up to some kind of I can't, and and even the I can's. So this, I'm I'm kind of going all over the map here to start out, but uh, maybe we can just draw from all of this. That uh, my, you know, my specialty is programming. I know many people are looking into that, and 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 everybody's aware that we are programmed. You can see the the signs and the symptoms of it everywhere. That people are doing things that make absolutely no logical sense, like you you were alluding to, Mike and is outright harming themselves. I even have like a very dear friend and colleague who just took the Mectenivir, uh because she got sick and it's like, no, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't, and we can all be humbled. Illness is one of those things that I'm sure, you know, there there are moments in everybody's illness where you're like, oh wow, it, it's really what they said, or it's really, um, you know, it, there's, there's some boogeyman out there because you're vulnerable and you're down and that's the hardest time to have any kind of uh, sense or logic or tap in with a, you know, a greater thing other than surviving. But uh, you know, to to decode and deprogram is my mission. This is not, not only of course for myself, I have to do it for myself in order to have any credibility or help others do it. But uh, this is something that I feel at the, at the pinnacle, at the, at the top of what it is that will be a resource to us in all of the hard moments that are to come and all of the beautiful moments that are to come too because that's that's what I notice is that, you know, when you extend yourself, you risk the hero's journey, you, you hear God calling, you say like, okay, <laughs> that, that sounds scary, I might die doing that. It might be impossible you know whether i'm suffering with an i can't kind of a low energy which is much less common in the in the truth community or you're suffering with an i can which most people wouldn't see you know see as suffering it's another end of the same scale of energy lost that can have its place and and has has a space in nature but to to bust beyond that to the freedom you know so that your, the the free will and I t- I definitely want to go deep into this and and you know the different kinds of meanings that people give that what is freedom, what is free will? But once you tap it, then you become unstoppable, you become uncontrollable. And this is the big thing that, I have a mission about, and there's many, many things that fit in with that. So I don't know if that's uh, you know, you and I or uh, we had a previous interview here on the channel where I talked about all my story of surviving cancer 20 years ago and facing as if facing death, you know, who did that it's all over, but this is the time to do that with a vengeance to, to look and see, okay, you know what, again, what are the true motives when I look deep within at the level of the codes and the programming and the patterns, I I uh, am a self-elected pattern hunter, because that's exactly what can get you ahead of the curve, can get you preparing for what's to come. You know, just small things like preparing the land for next year's garden, if I get to be in a city or not. Everything is kind of up in the air, but now I've I've really put the elbow grease into a small piece of land that had incredible heart I feel sorry for you guys with big gardens because I know what that harvest is like you're like ah what am I gonna you know never mind getting it off the plants but but uh storing it or or saving it fresh food is just like whoosh a lot of a uh, lot of things in the compost too but you know the the uh just being ahead of the curve is such a blessing And you, and you do that by getting out of your comfort zone, getting out into that place where you're going to have to, your fears are going to come up and you're going to have to contend with them. You're going to have to, um, not make peace with them. I I really don't talk like that, but you're going to have to decode them and see what are the sources of these things that, what are the, what is the true nature of it? What are, what are the signature vibrations that that are likely familiar throughout a lifetime. Every time you reach a certain place in your life where you're challenged to the core and what comes up, and do you retreat and go away from that? Or do you go into it and find your actual real freedom that we've been given? So maybe I'll stop there and let you guys jump in if there's any
2: threads. uh, That's that's a fantastic start. And um, I think the realization... That many of us are coming to and you know like the episode that you had in your life with the so called diagnosis and, and, and just uh, on a very minor scale where I was under the weather for the last couple of weeks, it interrupts that programming. And when your body is feeling vulnerable, not at its best, it it puts you in an altered state where I think it's a fantastic opportunity to reevaluate your life and what you're doing and where you've been putting your attention. And, you know, as, as you know, Beth uh, on our show, we talk a lot about um, just the physics behind thought bubbles and, and how it's the first stage of creation. And I really like to do that because it, Really is simple to understand that we are the only creative force in our own particular world. At our coordinate of consciousness in universal consciousness, that's what we're commissioned to do. We're all individualizations, and if anything happens, whether it's something in our body, in our finances, or as a collective in in a country that we inhabit, it is all of our own doing. And it's, you know, we we tend, I think, to overthink things and to make things complicated or mysterious or new agey or mystical somehow. But the simple fact of the matter is, is thoughts have consequences. Those thoughts then will redirect down into the emotional plane and then that will create our reality. So, it's as simple as not giving our life to the things we don't want. And it's very seductive when we have these, the creature class that is out there doing all these unspeakable things out there to not give that our attention. But it's the last thing we need to do because they do not have that creativity. They do not have that. Um, ability to tap into universal life you know the creator whatever you want to call it so they are using energy our own energy as a weapon against ourselves and we have to stop doing that now that gets maybe a little bit into what really constitutes will uh you know and that's why you know i talked about well one side is the male then the female and the female perhaps uh, being that will force we could discuss more about that but if you could maybe go into the house of free will your creation and tell us what that's all about and uh, what's your whole intention behind that is
0: yes thank you i never um except when I was 17 had a thought of creating a ministry. I really didn't. And, uh, you know, I've done, I think my last count is 217 interviews in two years, looking for solutions, interviewing people, not to talk about the problems because there was plenty of that. If you needed to know what the problems were, you could easily find it. So one after the other looking, okay, you know, what can we do in law? What can we do about our health? What can we do about our, you know, internal state that, Gives birth to all of our experiences, and 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 use our will for for good. And uh, so I was able to come to some conclusions, which is a miracle, because for a long time, day after day after day, month after month, I would go to bed with a question mark on my head. I would wake up with that question mark on my head, and that's you know it, 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 go down a little bit of a rabbit hole, and then and then you hit the the roadblock of some kind and, you know, find out things are half true or, or you know, actually being weaponized in some way against us. And uh, and then all of a sudden I, I started to wake up and and definitely with the help of Jacqueline Milne, who I always shout out to these days, I'm sure you know her name by now, if you've been listening to me, uh, who was also on the same track for many years. She's been hip to, she's a, a personality cult survivor, of the Jehovah's Witness, she calls that a personality called dangerous one, and so it taught her, it, it sent her on this sequence of extricating herself from slavery—a kind of a kind of slavery—in that context, being actually excommunicated, kicked out, you know, uh, unchosen. And, uh, so she, she was early on the path. I was early on the path with the pattern interrupt. I love what you said about that, about that bear. When, when you get sick, it really is a, a, a reset button you're giving yourself. Okay. You know, do not pass, go lay down, contemplate a lot, see what's in there. What are the roots of all of this? And it it, it does stop things. So we had been preparing for all that time kind of in parallel paths and, uh, we both discovered a lot of, uh, patterns that exist in nature in, and, and for me, I was able to see them of course, outside and inside, because if it's not true inside, it's not true outside and vice versa. As she was working on it through the Bible, she was studying that. And that was something that, you know, for the last 20 years, I've been much more new age. And I'd been to India, like you said, 18 and at 18, eight times, and uh, did that whole, you know, guru kind of thing, but got disillusioned by the guru and didn't follow the guru. So when I'm doing these interviews, I was actually looking for a guru at the outset, I was looking for someone to lead us and who's the right one to follow. But very quickly getting disillusioned and realizing that, you know, everybody has a piece of the puzzle. And this is the main thing about a private assembly, say, compared to just a You know, you can call yourself a community or even a membership site or whatever it is where people click a button and they go and maybe they, you know, take part in your Patreon or something that's quote unquote private. But when it came down to it and the search for solutions started to reveal the difference between the public and private domain and the great extent to which the law world, the the alternative law world, whatever you want to call it. Is obscuring the private, so it it's not that they don't teach about it. That's actually one of the fundamental, you know, principles that you get inside that world of which there are no, you know, real resources. It's just podcasts and articles and stuff like that. And uh, so, so I was aware of it, but I shelved it because it was something that didn't hold. Uh, I mean, not that it didn't hold significance, that it was just uh, it, it was said to help hold a different significance. Than the real one, some overlap, there's always overlap. When you're sifting through the truth, you're going to, you're going to find a certain amount that is real. You know, it it should be about 80% in order to hold any um, good person's attention. And then you've got, you've got some 20% that is, is going to go sideways, whether that's intentional or not intentional or whatever it is. And we've all, we've all got a piece of the puzzle. If you go back in my history, you're going to find me saying things that I won't, I won't resonate with anymore. And and I never apologize. I just keep moving forward with that. So always catch my most current stuff if you can to, to uh, see where I'm really at. But so, you know, the, the study, the study of the private and, and, and then, this this uh this straw man thing and all those complications that came in but i was able to really sift through and come to this conclusion that uh and the awareness of of the actual private domain that is like us being fish and water and i know you guys are so familiar so i'm not i'm not of course teaching you anything but we have been divorced from this systematically and a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, all of the functions of life that used to be private have now been taken into the public. And so we really don't even get the private, you know, other than my earliest days of seeing everything public and just knowing intuitively, maybe, you know, in that feminine side, that it's, it's um, that the public is, is not real. It's inanimate. It has no life. It is not being used for the people as much as it has potential for that. I would always, as a child, go like, here's a big problem and why don't we just fix it? Why don't we just do something different tomorrow? I couldn't understand why why that, you know, from that child's perspective, we couldn't just turn the ship around and then, coming all this distance and and realizing, you know that the public is um it, it it is lifeless. It only has the life that we give it. And there are parallels. So one of the one of the fun things, I'm sorry, I'm talking in circles, I'll finish one point. So, you know, as a seventeen year old, I did I was already looking for solutions. I was uh, had been a runaway for years. I was a rebel without a cause. I was fighting the system. And I had a boyfriend with a Mohawk and, you know, just but but we were still very interested in the truth and still, um, you know, railing against the machine, not maybe not in any effective way, just starting. But at that point, I knew I was going to create a church of some kind. So I expressed this to my boyfriend with the, the Mohawk and he laughed at me and, and mocked me. So I, I shelved that. I just put it away. I decided that, uh, oh, OK, that's not cool. Apparently, just, we won't go there. And here I am, this many years later. So, learning about the private domain, learning about private association. Uh, I was actually speaking with Robert Michael the other day, and, and he doesn't want to use the word PMA anymore. But you know, that's that's the the route that I've taken. It essentially is an unincorporated, unregistered association that um, the the public has obscured from us, <clears throat> and wanted. You know, it's it's sent people down the road of of uh, charities. That are in fact incorporated and registered, even though they're not for profit, but they're still very much part of the the public system. And people have forgotten that they can operate in the private. And here, you know, with the, all of the events since twenty twenty, they have come into our private lives. They have they have recommended what to do with our bodies, with our faces, where to put our feet, uh, even what to do in the home who, you know, people that are, have, are coming through the Canadian border. I, I did that myself. I, I blew the border in, in 2020 to go to New York and uh, see a bunch of great people. It was actually no problem to get out as, as uh, freaky as that was. It was the problem to get in. And that's still the case to this day. And so, you know, the, the border guard is asking me all kinds of way too personal questions about my home, about my family life. Uh, he was about to tell me that I couldn't see my son because my son lives primarily primarily with his dad. And that I would, and, and I looked at him and the fireball, you know, must've shot some fireballs out of my eyes and he stopped himself. Cause he could see that there was going to be some kind of attack energetically there anyway. But uh, you know, and it was just, it w- then I get home and I get a call from the, the uh, quarantine officer, And she's asking me all kinds of personal questions that that a few I answered, I shouldn't have knowing what I know now. But she asked me, where's your garbage? When you take it out, where is it? And I'm like, outside, I'd say outside, like this, what are you asking that for? And she goes, oh, well, for two weeks, you can't take your garbage out. And I just said, that's stupid. And she's like, yeah, you're right. She actually had to admit that, okay, we're just going to pretend I didn't say that. And, you know, it's just an example of the extent to which they are uh, bullying their way into the privacy of, of living men and women that, that normally, I mean, it's not allowed. It's just not allowed. And there's lots of evidence for this and legislation and protection, right? Our, our Canadian Bill of Rights, it protects the, the rights of the individual, the right to assemble, the right to speak, the right to, to uh, have private family matters. And uh, so, you know, all of this, just awakening to being this fish in water, looking desperately for something that, oh, we're actually, we're actually surrounded by it. It's everywhere. The private is everywhere. The vast majority of the world operates from the private. We just haven't distinguished it. Right. When, when, when I, um, you know, make a, an arrangement with my son to, uh, get him um, a BB gun. He's really into guns these days. Uh, and then and then he works for me a little bit to to you know teach him something that he doesn't just get everything easily, which I'm I'm kind of guilty of spoiling him in that way. And, you know, it's a it's a private arrangement and no one can say anything about it. It's it's as simple as that. And no one would really think to come and try to interfere with, with that arrangement, but but we don't realize that all of life can be, or most of life can be that simple. And, and this is a very beautiful point that civilization should have fallen already by all the signs, by everything that's been going on, by all the economic pressures, especially like how long has that system been crashing and the artificial prop ups and the printing of money and all that kind of thing. We should have crashed. Why did we not crash? Is because of the private domain. This is an invisible leg of of the stool that is that is being held up. The three legged stool. I like, unfortunately can't even trace that exact. I think that's Alan Savory in the regenerative agriculture. Uh, I might be mixing and matching metaphors. Anyway, it's a it's a it's a it's a a serious prop that holds us up. And there's some example from the um, I believe it's the Dhaka gardens in Russia when they were facing famine. and then uh, people took it upon themselves to go and grow food and bring it to, to the people in the cities. And they were the re- they still to this day are operating and, and, to, and they are not going to suffer nearly as bad as, as uh, other people in other parts that didn't have that foreshadowing. Because, uh, you know, they took it into their own hands and, and, uh, and operated in the private without asking permission, without apology, without needing anyone but God to ordain or to uh, condone the activity of supporting life, right? This, this is a big awakening to me that we have the fundamental right to take care of our needs, right? That that, that even that that would come into question is such a head shaker. There's so many layers of programming to say that, you you know, you can't do this and you can't do that. And every time you get a revelation of some kind, uh, you're always asking, well, okay, well, what are the rules? What, 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 what are the legislations? You know, am I going to need a license? Am I going to need to register this thing? And um, you you guys uh, I I probably have going to have to change my bio because then you've got the the business coach up up front there. And I've really done a lot of evolution in in that respect. Uh, You know, so the PMA is not um, it. I think, I think it will be actually very attractive to entrepreneurs first of all, because it's a big investment opportunity, but uh, it is it is shifting me out of uh, a business mentality. As I as you said, I was born and raised in the business world, and I was very familiar with that. A lot of things I didn't like about it. That's why I nearly killed myself to get out of it. That certainly that corporate side of things, but the the nature of exchange and how that can take place in the private compared to the public, where you are um, you're making agreements, you're contracting with individuals, you are being um, responsible for yourself, rather than thinking, okay, who do I fall back on when this goes sideways, whether it's my project, or maybe something I purchased from somebody else or a service. And, um, but no, this is going in and saying, actually, I'm 100% responsible. And, and this is something I've always done when, when people work with me in, in whatever, whether it was business coaching, or in deprogramming work, or in training to become a coach, I always have a, an agreement that they sign that they are 100% responsible for any results they get, period, You know, with the caveat that I show up and fulfill on the things that I said. And so I've had the great luxury of working with people who are much more self-responsible. And if they demonstrate qualities of, of being you know, in the lower side of the victim energy or something like that, then I'll just, I, I know it's not a fit. I know I can't really help them and it won't be an efficient use of my time um, I won't make them feel good. I'm going to be, I'm going to end up heavy on them to raise and heal and get to a place of self-responsibility. So um, now, interesting, just stop me if I'm talking in circles here. I'm sorry if I, if I uh, am sa- wanting to say too many things at, at one time, but um, with, with entrepreneurs, the, a new thought, and I am just having it with respect to the, um the, Archetype side of things, it's actually still a very perfect fit for what we're doing. You guys are doing the same thing we're doing. It, you're breaking ground. You're going where not a lot of people, of any kind, these days are going. And it's a little bit off the plank because we don't know. We're we're nobody's guaranteeing us that there's a you know this is a system. This is everything that we. uh, Oh yeah, it's it's all. packaged up for you and you just have to do it and it's going to work and you're, you're going to survive and be happy and healthy. Like there's just, yeah, I would
1: argue the only way forward is by being an entrepreneur, because the only way forward is through, you know, determining your will through a decentralized, localized actualization of who you are. And as a, as a business person, corporations are, you know, these big, this, this dream that you're going to get this job that's going to take care of you and you're going to work for 40 years and have a pension and all that. That's dead. That's done. The new model is you self-actualizing your business opportunities through your entrepreneurial pursuits. I, we, Bear and I are, that's what we do. <laughs> we own our own businesses. I have for 20 years. So um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that we're right in line with you on that. And if people are still concerned about T- uh, towing the line for their job, you know, because with, during the whole Corona stuff when you were like, oh no, I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to fight against them. I'm going to, you know, send them notices and all this. Leave, leave and become your own thing, right? So it's that simple and it's, that's what we need. And that you mentioned the dashaks or whatever, that I always say it wrong in Russia. Yeah, I think they are still the number one producer of agri- of, of actual food in uh, in russia so they're a great um representation of where we're going towards the decentralization right of uh, people self-actualizing um what they need uh their like life's purpose through business and through entrepreneurial pursuit just wanted to say that thank you so much for saying that beth
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my pleasure i knew it a long time ago that we were all going to face this moment where it would be you know go against your own integrity morals beliefs harm yourself or find your sacred purpose and, and bring value to your people. And, and I'll uh, say,
1: I'll say mm-hmm. this, Harvey, the number one principles do no harm, right? The non-aggression principle is what drives freedom, right? So every religion has the golden rule. I mean, so if you're doing harm to yourself, man, you're really up against it, but everything should be driven by the non-aggressive principle that, and that is where freedom comes from that and the right to property right, to personal property, whether that be just stewarding the land of the of the, of the realm that you're in or that you, you know, that's what we're really doing here. But those are the two principles for me. That is freedom, the right to property and the do no harm or non-aggression principle. And so if you're doing harm in any way, you're not asserting your will in the proper way. You are acting like a child. So I'll just throw that out there too. Just, just, um, uh,
2: just a quick comment. You know, freedom is not a license Freedom means that you are doing things that will benefit all of life everywhere. That's Mm -hmm. what freedom is. Mm -hmm. And the more you give, this is just pure physics, the more you get, the more freedom you extend, the more freedom you have for yourself. So, um, you know, freedom has been, uh, I think, bastardized itself as far as our understanding of what it really is. And our alphabetic mission statement in our private, I don't call it a PMA or anything, we just have a private member, you know, uh, sort of affair. Uh, We are a seven generational um, spiritual based group in that we, in everything we do, we have to demonstrate that it will benefit seven generations down the road.
1: Wow. And and where does the word ministry come from? That is literally the act of serving, right? To minister. So that's great that you're starting in ministry because that is your core foundation of what your life's purpose is. And that same with Bear and I and Alpha Vedic is to serve. Because when you're serving, you're giving. And as Bear said, that's how the universe works. That's how nature works. It's a give and give more system. So that's beautiful. I'd love to dive more into your ministry and how it's set up and uh, where you're taking that Beth.
0: Mm-hmm, for sure. I want to talk about that. I'd like to re- just respond also about, about the service because that, that mm-hmm. is the key. It's very easy to go through life thinking that you just want to, you know, you're to solve your own problems and that's, you're just driven to not suffer anymore. Get what you want, get what you need, get what you think you're supposed to have. And then those pattern interrupts when, when life stops you and normal life can't go on, can't go on, And then you're called to your hero's journey. Yes, of course, you must solve out your own problems. You must get to a place where you're not always behind the eight ball and and troubleshooting and in chaos and all that kind of thing. But the purpose of doing that isn't just to satisfy yourself and be happy and comfortable. Like, that's a big lie. We're here to be happy. No, we're here to turn around and give of our gifts to bring the solutions that we found for ourselves to other people, so that you can exponentially help grow the greater well-being of of the people in in your life. And not all people, you know. There was a time when I would talk about humanity and the world and all that kind of stuff. Now it's much more localized, much more uh, in in a place where you can, you know, one of the permissions that you you realize you don't have to ask anymore is. Is that um, you know? Can I be with people that I love? Can I be with uh, people that love me? What the heck, right? Why would I always be around? Because all my life I was around people that didn't like me. They were uncomfortable by with, from me, by around me, or they didn't want to hear what I had to say. They weren't interested in my in my thoughts and and that kind of. And I just got used to it. Like I'm I'm a misfit that or whatever. I don't fit in and this is a total flip so so you know that's that's that it, it's so fun for me actually now to have that somebody cannot click a button and come and join my world they need to apply and answer some questions that i tried to make not too intense off the top i'm also not wanting to spook anyone and and uh, i don't need to know your underwear size or anything like that <laughs> but uh, but i want to i want to see and feel into you i want to i want to hear your intentions i want to. I want to see what energy you're coming from. Are you are you uh, out of fear, wanting to join people and be part of an assembly, or is this do you have something to offer? Are you bringing something to the table, whether you know skills or um, support or whatever it is? We all have something to give. Now you might be very confronted by that you haven't cultivated your gifts. We're all given them. We're all hardwired and coded with certain ways to be in the world, <clears throat> which is really beautiful. I'm, I, I love reading that on people. And, uh, it, but if you don't do any work with that, if you never roll up your sleeves, if you never challenge yourself or go, go into the unknown of like, yeah, I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to figure something out going to work on it, then that will be a confronting moment. And, and I hope you're not at that moment in your life, but there's no way through it. So if you are, it's time to cultivate and get some skills and i and i do help with that i uh i've started training coaches thanks to the pandemic i thought okay this is the time i want there to be more than one of me not to put myself on such a pedestal but this work this work works when people do it and they're brave enough to do it so i think there are um 40 coaches now that i have trained in the last two years so that's really fun they are different levels of their own practice. Some of them, some of them, out there actually helping people and working in a coaching practice in that more entrepreneurial way. Others are doing it more in community and just helping to support each other. It's all fine. I, I don't have any sense of ownership about what they do with it. But so that hero's journey—if you turn around and you help people and you are of service, like you said, Mike, this is the primary function of a ministry. And so the. You know, say, in the classic entrepreneurial, more business side, if you've got a big spectrum from from the public to the private way of operating and giving your gifts and being in service is that the you know on the one extreme on the entrepreneurial side, you're you're just all out for yourself. And you know the the bottom line, you're just building your bank account and everything comes to you. And one of my mentors that I didn't choose, he chose me. You know, he had a, I believe he had a diamond ring and a, and a mink stole and a real fancy car. And then sadly he died. He got very sick and he had been sick and you could see what a, an enormous cost there was to operating from that extreme. Now he was a good person. He, he gave me a $60,000 coaching package because I helped him and he thought I had saved his life. And so it's not that he wasn't a good person. I wouldn't have agreed to work with him if he didn't have that. But but he was hooked by this drive for him to just keep on expanding and not one business and two businesses and three businesses and five year coaching packages and all this opulent um, possessions that he that he needed to have and and then it killed him and it kind of killed my father. My my dad wasn't quite you know he wasn't the the mixed stall guy, but certainly very, very driven by this bottom line. And and that that understanding that, I mean, it's true, if you go under, then everybody goes under all your employees go under and all your suppliers uh, don't have that work from you or business from you. So it can be a, a, a good sense of responsibility. But if you, and then if you go to the other extreme, in the private, where you are 100%, say everything is the gift economy, everything is uh, and I know that I'll get some disagreement with Jacqueline. I was hearing you speaking about this yesterday, where you end up sacrificing yourself. You end up martyring yourself. Say on uh, again another extreme of that sacrifice, that might not be sacred. Might it might be, and it might not be, and you don't know sometimes until you get there. So the you know the, the the big point is that the the abundance that would be for one person in the in the extreme side of the entrepreneur is in the private in a ministry it is to the benefit of all the members and i've always done this anyway everything i've ever made i have invested back in my work right i've just always done that it's it it's been a natural what else am i going to do with it i don't have any other uh, interests it's, it is my whole life i've managed to Make my purpose my work, so I'm up every single night late, and and then you know, well, what do I do now? Just lay back and and uh, melt on the couch. That actually sounds pretty good right now, but uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at and I'm gonna watch one of your interviews. and I'm gonna get more current on what you guys are up to, and I'm gonna make some notes about this interview so I feel a little bit prepared coming to. You. It and uh, some people were like, "Oh, stop working! You're you're a workaholic." And it's like, no, this is my life. This is my purpose. I will do it until the moment I die. Beautiful.
1: I I have an apropos quote real quick, Baron. I'll let you comment on this idea of uh, going so into the private that you're just uh, all by yourself. You know, idea that you're kind of alluding to, right? That extreme which of course is not what really being in the private is being the private is uh, exercising your will how, as you wish in in society and being able to effortlessly uh, navigate through society as a sovereign living man or woman. But I love this quote. This is in my pal, David Salmon's email uh, every time he sends ah, out. David, brother David. A child that is not embraced by the village will burn it down to feel its warmth. African proverb. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's so brilliant. That That's idea,
1: good. right? That sacredness that we're all one. We're all connected, brothers and sisters. I did have a sort of a transcendental experience in Miami last weekend. It was a very spiritual one. There was a lot of quote unquote light workers. And yes, I, uh we're speaking of ringing cedar series right now because the Dashnaks or Dashnaks you brought up in Daca. the chat, right? Dach, yeah. <laughs> the uh, and um and uh, we were talking uh, one thing Anastasia says in, I think it's book four, is she mentions, if you really want to know if a spiritual leader or someone who's, who's, who's engaging in spiritual practice is, is actually legit or not, extrapolate what they do on a daily basis to the, if everybody in the world was doing that. In other words, if somebody is, a, is just meditating all day and uh, gyrating to spirit and not actually getting their hands in the dirt or anything, and everybody in the world followed that and did that what what would the world turn into i think that's pretty spot on when you think about it now on the flip side yes we we're a great community and everybody has a role to play so maybe somebody's just meditating all day and doing the light work okay but i do like that what anastasia says there uh it's a pretty <laughs> cool way to think about things um go ahead bear
2: Well, uh, it goes back to will force again, because if you're just sitting around meditating in a passive state, you are not exerting your will force. And, you know, we really complicate things so much. I go back to my childhoods. I've been around a few years now. And uh, everything that we're describing about private memberships and all these contrivances that we go through are just the way things used to be. When I was a kid, the majority of people were independent business owners, not employees. And now the whole thing is flipped. Uh, The things that we tolerate now as far as intrusions into our private life would not even have been thought of, even by government actors. Uh, They wouldn't have dared go there. Uh, When you went to the bank and got a roll of coins, they were all pure silver. The community was based on, you know, old Americana Main Street, and every business had to operate with integrity. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to keep their doors open. Uh, They served the community. Uh, There was a community feeling and cooperation and harmony that existed, not because people were trying to. That was just a way of life. And it was, uh, you know, a different uh, set of morals and, um, uh, you know, things that really don't exist anymore because we've all allowed ourselves to give our power away, go to work for somebody else. And as far as the gentleman who made the comment about being lonely, if you're just completely in a private, well, uh, being in a private sounds a whole lot better than living in a land of dead corpses, which is what the um you know the whole fictional world is about it's literally a death cult of people who have no sense of who they are they have no sense uh that they are in fact the only authority in their world it never dawns on them to even ask an intruder in their life to just you know the the most simple question like excuse me who are you and um you know so uh private is just going back to the land of the living it's uh you know leaving the death cult and we really don't need legal structures or any things uh, we shouldn't anyway in order to justify it because it's just a natural state of being and in the U.S., of course, uh, the Constitution, which doesn't give us rights, but just you know, reiterated certain things to put a cyclone fence around the federal government so it wouldn't interfere in our lives, it was uh, not at all ever allowed to um, interfere with the contracting amongst free people. And here we are, and we think we're doing all these seminars and workshops and you know, uh, paperworkers and every that thing, just to get back to the way things already are. So in our um, recent workshop that we had up here at the farm, we spent the first, uh, you know, couple days just reiterating not so much about the paperwork, but owning the resonance of "I am." period. I am the only power acting. I am the only authority in my world. And when you own that, then the paperwork part is simple. So anyway, Beth, um, what Mm -hmm. do you think?
0: Yeah, absolutely brilliant thread to pick up on because in the legal world, it's the paper that makes things real and bona fide. In the private world, it's the people and the assembly and, and much more than that, the relationships among people that make it real. And that's what's going to make it stand. What that's what makes it authentic, that you that you know them, and it, it's a process getting to know people. As uh, you likely are aware, it can take time. And so that that reality that uh, you know the not the not fiction side of of the world is so exciting and and not new. It's even funny to to call it pioneering, to uh, you know, because we've been so mind wiped. We are absolutely blind to it. It, it it's hilarious to wake up to I, I i was literally jumping up and down and i'm laughing and i'm having this opening like ha, what a what a joke that i, I didn't even uh, clearly distinguish this which we always are are part of so yeah not new at all long history right to this moment there's there's many associations they just tend to, tend to be used for rather than helping people, they tend to be used for, you know, hiding their activities or uh, laundering money or. Or just simply not having to answer to the public regulations is a- another reason that people would do that. And the bar association and all kinds of political organizations are, are private—you you'll be shocked if you go and and search for the acts, uh, the private acts in your in your region. I I found hundreds in Manitoba that are all specific to this. So so yeah, the paperwork doesn't make you a, a real association, uh, but I you know I have foundation documents regardless, and I have a very clear four page agreement that is a contract with my, with my members. When you sign it, it's, it's serious. It's not mean, but it's serious. And, and there's some really, actually I really thoroughly enjoyed making my agreement because I was setting the boundary for the kind of relationships that I want to have. And then lo and behold, the people who are, who are joining uh, it's, it's like gold when I read their words and their intentions and and their, the way they resonate and and, um, just the, the realness the beauty the i don't know it's it's fun for me because i get to be around my people that i never earlier in my life thought even existed so it yeah it's it that that reality and then working together and um and and the ministry you know the, the, the one of the primary foundations of the ministry is fellowship because this is something that we lack and and very obviously that they tried to take away from us that we couldn't get together with our, with our brethren to redefine the family. This is something that I've uh, I've enjoyed hearing about in, in the Bible when um, Jesus was teaching and his mother and sister and brother were outside waiting for him. And someone said, Oh, your mother, your sister and your brother are here. And then he said, Hmm, who is my mother? Who is my brother? Who is my sister? That one that, that works for God or something. I'm paraphrasing there, but that one that does God's will, I believe, if we get back to the theme of will, these are my brothers. These, these are my sisters. This, these, this is my mother, my family, and many cultures in the world. They, I knew this from my degree in anthropology, how every kinship system around the world is different so you know we might say our, our brother and sister but our cousins are not our brother and sister but in other cultures you don't know the difference between a cousin and a brother and a sister it's the same and what that means is that you're going to look after your cousin the same as you look after your brother or your sister or you're going to you're going to trust them or you're going to have an intimate life with them at the same level so these this redefinition of family uh, the the symbol of the household. I'm, I I was thrilled to be able to create a house because that exactly is the definition in the private of the, of this private domain. And it's my house, it's my living room. And, and I get to say who comes in, not in a tyrannical way, although that is one of my favorite things about the private domain, that it's not communism, it's not a free for all, it's not a socialistic, oh, everybody vote and we'll just do what you want. So it's to the benefit of all the members But I still get to, as the founder, make all of the core decisions. I'm open to much contribution because a ministry, like I know for a fact, I cannot single-handedly do this project. It's already way bigger than me. So I'm calling in a lot of people to assist. I've got trustees that do things for me. I've got people. There's a a law guild side to the, the ministry and there's my whole law team over there doing their thing very well. I'm, I'm literally just uh, holding the ship together and they do all the law stuff. And so once it grows out from beyond you, then it, uh, is, if it's very beautiful. Now, now this is amazing because had I tried to do this in the entrepreneurial, in entrepreneurial world, so the more typical classic business side, I feel like it would have killed me. And that's why I've not done that. My my mentor was trying to get me to go big and create all these systems. And and there was just something in me I, I kept saying, Well, it's killing you. It's killing you. I don't, I don't think that's right for me. And and then I saw it in the private and I saw how my when I when I started to create the ministry, I was very beautifully instructed to spend a lot of time um imagining. I, I might not have given myself permission to do that, but it was, it was critically important to go into the garden and just let this. Uh, vision come oh shit sorry (laughs) give me a second cat at least didn't take my ear off good uh to to vision and and then and then this thing mushrooms in my consciousness and it grows it takes on a life of its own and I start to get scared like oh my gosh this is going to consume me it's going to take over my life and so I'm I'm like, oh, I'm scared. Okay, so poor thing, you're scared. What would I tell a client or what would I tell somebody I worked with in this moment? Ah, release, deprogram, decode, all of this stuff. So I'm letting the fear go, letting the fear go, letting the fear go. Day after day, I'm letting this fear go, going off into the wild unknown. Mm. and uh, And then I get to the bottom of the fear. And I was afraid it would take over my life one minute. The next minute, I'm like, this is going to take over my life, you know, in excitement, in, in looking forward and going, wow, this is amazing. And, and how fortunate that I'll be able to fulfill on the, the big, much bigger vision that I have, that I've suppressed, but, you know, but without it taking me down and out and, you know, bringing people into this uh, you know, fellowship for the sake of, of um, filling our souls, feeding our souls There's regular fellowship meetings bi-weekly. We get together and uh, they're beautiful, amazing, very casual. The sole purpose is getting to know each other and having some solid inspiration that we can uh, dig into and share with each other, hear each other's voices, get to know the patterns of of their energy i re- i read voices i don't say i don't i never say much about that but i i can know so much about somebody from the sound of their voice i've always done that when people transform their voice changes you can tell from from moment to moment if they're evolving you can see the that uh, healing takes place at the level of the vibration there and so that's that's one of the things that we're doing in the in the ministry all of my work in coaching is going over there so i have courses in Helping people work through archetypes, whether they are—I call them the primal archetypes—that are the precipice, and I think we talked about the last time uh, in detail. I was on here in Alpha Vedic, but dealing with death. This is a thing. I'm a broken record, having having faced my death, having faced my death every day. <laughs> I still I still do that. There's so many layers of the death cult we've been programmed with in the public, and uh, and so to let those layers go, to me is the most productive way to move forward. It uh, it gives you energy it gives you life and it will give you the impetus to take action you can't even control it right the thing that you felt stuck with you had resistance about maybe you knew you needed to do but but you couldn't do it for one reason or another and then all of a sudden when when that programming isn't there when the the, it's it's the life is is allowed to um be free (laughs) then it has a life of its own and it will, it will, you know, I'll literally jump up and out of my seat and I'm like, Oh, okay, here, here I go just coming through me, whatever, whatever it is. So that's the nature of the private to be able to grow organically. It, um, the life is favored. If there's time, I don't know what our time is like, but I would love to talk about the archetypes of the the public and the private domain after uh, just sharing a little bit more about what's happening in the, in the ministry so um, sure, absolutely,
1: keep going, keep going, keep going. Don't worry about okay.
0: time. Okay, fantastic. And uh, yeah, so learning the tools of how to turn your your struggles and your challenges into a door. They're not turning them into a door, but just to see they are the door to freedom. So your, your obstacles, as I wrote about in my book, and I think I have to credit somebody, but I'm not sure who that is, that your obstacles aren't in your way. They are the way going through them. Learning to not turn away from discomfort, whether it's physical or it's emotional, it's mental, it's spiritual. All of that discomfort is EMF, tied up energy, blocked energy. It's creating discomfort for a good reason, not to torture you, not to make it difficult for you or Mm. give you some contrast. I'm totally not down with that. Oh, we need that terrible contrast in order to have a, a good experience. It's it's pushing you. It's saying, please, could I come to the light on the on the theme of of today as well? Could I please come to the light? I'm in the dark and I'm 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 relegated as a troublemaker. That that's my only function is to make trouble for you, so I could get your attention. Now I'm personifying that. I want to be very clear. It's not other than you. It's simply your own life energy that has been uh, invested or divested, whatever is the better word, into a hidden place inside yourself that you can't see. And you're going to feel like you don't control it. You're going to feel like it's not you, like it's some enemy outside force, causing chaos in your life. So by allowing all of that stuff to come up to your awareness by being brave enough to look at the ugliest parts of yourself in some cases, that and it's going to come, you don't have to go digging and searching and looking for that stuff, life is going to show you where you're not in integrity, where your morals aren't where you would like them to be, where you you know, it, the levels of honesty and truth. This is something that I'm forever um, refining and seeing in deeper layers. Uh, you know, it actually becomes more painful as you go along to see small uh, breaches of integrity there's this knife in the solar plexus oh okay i'm gonna have to go and apologize like i was i'll just say it i i I have to stream an apology to robert michael i was saying something about him on on a stream and it was totally unfounded i was i was literally blurring two situations and i said something about him and i shouldn't i i actually don't like when people corner me to give an opinion about someone in particular because I'm going from a lot of intuition, some facts, but in this case, a bunch of misunderstanding. I literally misunderstood what was going on in a Crow episode and just... So I just ended up calling him and we had a, a really good talk and, and talked about this and, and came to a place of, of, uh, actually, you know, greater relationship, which is always the potential when you own your shit. And, and, uh, he was, he was so glad that I okay. came to him. Yeah. 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 Really amazing actually. And, and, but it was, it was something that immediately as soon as I saw I had done it, 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 I, I had the pain, I went into the pain, the pain motivated me to, to, uh, you know, get my freedom to feel, uh, to let that that uh, dark energy go and then immediately i talked to him and and it's resolved in 48 hours from when i from when the pain started and those kind of things can you know historically go on and on and and then and then you have to push them underground because you can't sustain pain in in your awareness for very long it becomes a torture to the soul that's why we have to suppress pain Because otherwise you couldn't go on with your normal daily life. But if you train yourself through this work to unsuppress all what God is giving you, it's all God given. It's all your gifts. It's all the either, you know, the pattern of some kind of freedom or the inversion of that pattern. But it's still the same, right? It's just turned. And
2: when you get in that habit, it's not an ominous task. After a while, it becomes a joyous opportunity. It feels very freeing. And, uh, you know, it becomes, I think, more of a little daily game where, you know, you see these shadows come up and it's sort of a game of gotcha, you know, and you go, ah, and then you use your internal tools to clear it. Or if it involves somebody else, like you say, you do the same thing. And and it's a very wonderful thing. It's not something that you shy away from, but you embrace completely because you feel that, you know, greater freedom with every single little thing that you confront in yourself. And then realize that that is not you anyway. That is, you know, the human, which has been programmed and, uh, you know, deceived. And as our consciousness comes to the surface and becomes more, uh, you know, again, a process of active will force, then you realize, well, this is what I'm here to do is to bring greater light into all situations, especially into my own embodiment. And, you know, it's really becomes the only game in town. And you realize your only responsible, uh, responsibility for being here in the first place is to just become that clear, clear conduit. And there's only one way you can do that is to clean up your own backyard.
0: Mm, beautifully said. I love that. And um, one of the things that has become uh, such a touchstone is, first of all, you know, studying the the coding of it's the death cult, the desire, the wanting the the lie of lack that we don't have what we need that we need to all our life we need to just keep on adding that which we lack and then we're going to somehow magically come out the other side a whole person because we'll have all our bits and pieces what we picked up along the way the toothpaste the cologne the whatever you know on a on a, a very surface side of things but when you can flip that, then it does become a game there. It does become much more fun. Now, also very humbling. I don't, I don't want to personally give uh, the impression that I'm on a cakewalk right now. I think my work is harder than it has ever been. And this is by design, I think, because otherwise I could get so high on myself and think I'm so great and i'm better than other people because i've done all this work and i've brought so much to light and maybe accomplished some things that i set out for myself but the work gets harder the the uh the things to deal with are in a way bigger but just inside here l- a little bit less so out there luckily i think you can minimize a lot of the damage outside by doing the, by taking this on as a game having some fun with it by like aha oh see you again oh welcome nice to see you oh you're back again poor thing are you suffering do you need a hug (laughs) kind of thing you know so yeah a a lot more lightness levity uh, defaulting into a higher energy that to me is not the goal but from the higher place you can do so much more of that heavy work you're you're not like down with your face on the floor and, and maybe in grief or fear and uh, and then much more capacity for actual healing to take place when you're in a courageous place or uh, is feeling acceptance or peace, which we consider to be a pinnacle human experience that we're given. But to me, even peace is identical to the lowest of apathy because they are both doors to actual freedom. And peace will be a trap, like, like you were talking about all of the blissed out uh, light workers and those kind of thing who want to just meditate in a cave and they think that's their job and they're doing such good for humanity. Well, it's really apathy. Right. It's, it's, and it's very, very suppressed apathy because if they saw that and they felt the pain of that apathy, which is the worst pain ever, deadness, no feeling, no experience, nothing going on, and calling it bliss, you have to suppress that so intensely in order to just live with yourself and keep on sitting for eight hours a day or whatever it is that you do. Lots of time to, you know, inward turning, of course, but I, I dropped my meditation practice for the decoding, deprogramming, and releasing practice. And where I used to get blissed out and what I now know to be dissociated, checked out, now I get high, genuinely, right? I I can take exponential leaps. Again, it's not to blow my own horn, but you see the proof right in front of you. It's the same thing with, you know, you're talking about the the hydrogen machine and, and that kind of thing. This is not academic what we're doing. It, it, it shouldn't be something that that logically should work or, or we think it's working or some kind of thing like, you know, you get the chemtrails and then you get sick and you see like, whoa, direct correlation here. Exactly. I'm getting these results. And that's, you know, so this is this is a, a practical exercise life and it needs to work. So, by raising up into that higher energy, you are perfectly positioned to go back down and get maybe it's big trauma from the childhood we all had. Sadly, even the best upbringing is completely, um, you know, awful. That gives me pain big time. And so, by accepting everything as a door to freedom, you start to want freedom more than you want anything, more than you want the house and the career and the kids and the. Um, you know, the money and the financial freedom, that's m- maybe more on the surface, but maybe you want freedom even more than you want people to love you. You want freedom more than you want to engineer and control everything around you. And, and you even want freedom more than you want to live and survive, right? And that's, that's that core where you meet yourself and, and the programming says, no, no, you need to want survival. You need to want that. You need to chase that all day long. You need to do all of the activities that are supposedly going to support life. But if they're driven by this fear programming, then you're pulling death in. This is what I discovered. I was doing all the best things for myself as a dying person. It was pulling death in because of that core program that was uh, calling the death in. Once you see it, once you recognize it, then you have a new choice. Then your uh, free will becomes apparent to you. Before the free will, it's suppressed. You don't see it. It's like it's not there. It's like decisions are being made for you. It's like your programming is is calling all the shots, giving all of the instructions, and you're just like, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Run here, run there, whatever whatever you, you can, uh, need to do. And so by by this flip where you turn into, again, the the theme of the private, the the responsible one. And, oh, well, I will take care of this. I have been given and imbued this free will of choice. Now I can choose a different thing rather than to listen and take instructions from programming. I will step into this role of the boss. I'm going to give the instructions. And, And instructions can be simple permission to to move oh you stuck energy poor thing as if again separate from you not you're you're welcome to move and then immediately it listens to you why does it listen to you because all of creation is here for for us it's 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 the gift that that we're given so no no wonder right you know you you encourage the watermelon plant to go a certain direction and it does and and it's the same with the inner life that you want things to grow in a certain way because you've been wired in a certain way and then and then so the amount of control you have over your inner life this is something that i feel so passionate about about imbuing to others who are brave enough not everybody's brave enough to just feel and there's so many bad feelings or feelings are weaponized against us Never mind at the level of the, the spirit and the abuse that has been enacted on us. That's that's way bigger than emotional and physical abuse, spiritual abuse. And so these are tried and true tools. They just work when people come and they want their freedom and they're willing to take on the game of it, then um, that's something that I'm so passionate about, as you can tell. Uh, I'm also training coaches. If you guys don't mind me saying, I've got a mm-hmm. uh, training, the classes for seven months start next week, Wednesday. And uh, we're almost full, but there's a couple of spots open. So if anybody is feeling the calling to not only do their own healing work, but also to help others, then uh, put up your hand, email me um, from my website, or um, I'll just give you my my email, beth at bethmartins.com. I don't think it's a big deal to to say that and uh so i'm very happy to to help others and they take the biggest risks of all these are the brave ones you should have seen we had a a little bit of a meeting the other day and the it's you can see how scary it is for them they know they're going to meet themselves i've been in that situation many times i have a lot of compassion for that and 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 cheering up and down they're just like awesome beautiful souls And so I I think that's
1: one of the most important things you're doing and that what we try to do is we try to inspire people to realize that they need to be free. Because I think that's really what we're up against more than the, the act of initiating your freedom, but is reminding a lot of men and women out there that, you know, you actually want to be free because most actually out there don't even want to be free. They're very happy giving away their freedom for convenience. And so, and that's due to how we started this like nihilism, right, that has been um, literally the real virus that has taken over the world. And people are happy and content to not actually be a living man or woman, to be that corpse. And so when we can inspire them, that life is an adventure and you should embrace every moment, and that there's so much more magic in the world and you can truly engage in happiness that isn't hedonism, Happiness through serving, which is where you really get the true fulfillment. I've seen it happen. I've seen people's lives change and like through music and sky, where they've woken up to this and they're a completely different person. You're right. Their voice is different. Their attitude, their life, they move. They like live in a totally different reality. So I think that's so important, Beth, is what you're doing is we're literally inspiring people to wake up that we should be free. And that there's a there's a there's much more to life than what um than what is uh, given to us in the general public in the corpse world. So I just wanted to thank you for for this ministry and what you're doing. And yes, I would love to also kind of go into the archetype stuff and and all that uh, as well because I think that's a higher understanding of how we're each unique in the way that we express our freedom.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm beautiful. Um. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's just so much in there The 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 beauty is I want to, I want to comfort people at least because, you know, if you don't feel that desire for freedom, all it means is that there's stuff sitting on top of there. So we are installed. That is, that is probably our most core freedom is, is, uh, pardon me, our most core programming or, you know, um, encoding by God. I know we get into um, some semantic word problems here, or I do anyway. So freedom is already there. And the, all the doors to freedom are installed. You do. You don't lack anything that you need for freedom, and then and then the practice of wanting it, because if you want anything else, it's a trap. And and this was something I wanted to say about uh, about will that I had just realized for myself. I would always impose on God or Creator or however you however you frame that. That God wants us to be happy. God wants us to have what we want. God wants us to this and that. I was always, I always catch myself in that God want, God wants uh, thing, and there's something not right about it. And I finally saw how the in, or at least framed for myself that the the awakened side of wanting is willing, and so you you can trade that wanting for the will by letting. The wanting go you can't bring in the will that already is that's hardwired that's the force of life itself that wills to grow that wills to create that wills to thrive and 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 be fully alive in the world and then and then to to um, tap into the nature of that wanting that is the but if you want freedom then it's your ticket home it's kind of like a trump card or I guess people don't say that Trump thing anymore. Uh, but it's it's it will take you home. If you if you hammer on that that desire for freedom, you remind yourself over and over and over again that you want freedom, then all kinds of things can naturally come into uh, play around it. And so yeah, if we if we jump off and talk about the archetypes of the public and the and the private, this was a beautiful, revelation that I had with uh, Jacqueline Milne over many hours of conversations like we we got on the phone sometimes night after night after night, and we're just comparing notes and seeing how she found patterns. and I found the same patterns from completely different sides. And um so in nature, you know, so we're familiar with the public and the private domain to some extent, although of course, the private has been mangled as a concept. So we take you know, we have words for private that, don't mean private at all. Uh, like we're talking about, you know, just a say like a private site, Patreon or something where the the public can't go that we think that's private. And we've been taught to our, our privacy has been weaponized against us so that, um, you know, we're hiding from we think the beast with screen names and a different name on every platform and, you know, different, emails and trying to slip around the beast well i just want to break it to you guys that you're not you're not getting past the beast uh, that ain't working they 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 know who you are they know how to find you if they if they want to you know uh, connect all the dots they know it's you but we're hiding from each other and and uh, the message of unification this is also very key inside the the archetype of the the private and the public that um I will, I'm actually going to come back to that. So, so let me, let me focus too many exciting thoughts at one time, you guys. Mm. Uh, So, so when you look out into that, this system that we've got, you've got, you've got that public, they've turned into Mm. a Mm. a predator, right? So the, the public energy all by itself, like archetypes are never, there's never a wrong archetype. There's, there's either an awakened expression of the archetype or there's an unawakened expression of the archetype that might actually be interacting with what I know to be evil forces. Hidden is not evil. Hiddenness is is innocent, but it interacts very easily with evil. And I feel like that's exactly what we're dealing with in, in the public right now. You look out into nature and if the predators become too numerous, they're allowed to thrive for one reason or another, they kill off all the prey and they destroy the ecosystem that depends on them so i know you guys know this and and it works the other way around if you destroy the predators i know you know men men have tried that many times to take out all the coyotes or all the wolves or all that and and then guess what the the prey become predator on the land right so there's a certain installed um kind of, you know, uh, state of affairs in nature that you can observe at many, many levels. So this predator and the prey, it it is the public and the private. It is also the left brain and the right brain. And then lo and behold, the masculine and the feminine. And it's really
1: it's really about balance, because as Marcia Ann said, so fiddling in our I am the living law course, resistance is persist persistence, the more you resist, Mm. the more it will persist. So the coyote is a great example. They've tried to kill off the coyote. The coyote is inherently uh, coded uh, to uh, procreate more and more and more, the more it feels threatened. So the more you try to kill it off, the more pups it has in the litter. So, that's a great example of when you try to fight and rail against the system and and take out the balance, nature will always rebalance, right? It's one of the universal laws, right? So everything within balance. But keep going. I just wanted to add to that beautiful uh, point you made.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, you absolutely have it. So that uh, that will I always caught in it my whole life, hating the public, hating, the system hating the beast hating this and 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 to me that's a that's a sigh up by design because if we manage to take out the public oh boy we're going back to caveman days and not very many people are going to survive that so and it won't be pleasant i don't i don't think i kind of like our world i actually like our world now more and more i don't like how it's being operated but imagine if we could have you know all of this technology and travel, and infrastructure, water systems, and electricity, and internet, and all that kind of thing, and and it, that it would all be used for the good and betterment of people. Like that would just be miraculous. Well, so even, that's my dream.
2: Even the IRS could have a use. Um, you know they are a a bookkeeping accounting uh, organization, and if they were. Be, uh you know, relegate it to their original purpose, which is to track their own employees, which are our public servants. Then uh, the public servants wouldn't be, um, you know, able to get away with the corruption and <laughs> be used the way they're used as a weapon against the rest of us. So. It's just that, you know, we have to get everybody back in their lanes. And in America, anyway, you know, we had House Joint Resolution 192 when they took us off the gold standard in 35. And it actually put us in a very nice accounting system of a prepaid status. And as uh, the living sentient beings that, you know, uh, are the engine of society, our needs were uh, met very well, not in a communistic way, but then, of course, uh, that original system had to be buried and then turned against us. So, yeah, uh, the public just needs to be, um, you know, brought back into its original purpose. And then, of course, the biggie here is uh, we have the right to engage in the public in any uh, level or not that we choose and um you know the the big difference you were describing your organization where you're at the helm of a you're not your own private membership well that's great because your members have the ability to leave anytime they want but what they've contrived in the public now is a system where you're not allowed to leave so big big difference yeah can i
1: can i mention one more thing i talk a lot about this with portal which i know beth uh, you're aware of, you've had me on your show to talk about decentralization, and it's a great example of having the balance between the public and the private, because in that, it, they're so right, it's about freedom, freedom of choice, right, like, you should be able to have the public square, the place where the commons, right, where everybody can enjoy uh, the common, uh, um, you know, whatever it be, so with, with Cordal, it's based on the public idea of everyone's validating in a transparent system, so everybody's validating the truth, However, then everybody is free to be private and transact with that with encryption, so nobody can read your stuff. Nobody can know where your money's going. However, the public is the security of it all because the public is making sure there's no shenanigans going on on the ledger. So it's a beautiful representation of this balance between the private domain and the public domain based on freedom. So um, I love it. I love it. I love it. Continue, mm-hmm. Beth.
0: You guys were so way ahead of the curve with Cordal. I was rethinking, uh, not rethinking, but just thinking about it again last night, and hmm, it kind of, kind of sounds like we. Uh, I might, I might be over there in your living room <clears throat> in that Cordal space. We
1: because... need to get your website up on Cordal. You know, we've been hosting yes. websites now for free for a while, so let's get your website up. And I actually bought colloidal, really high grade colloidal silver with cork last week. So commerce I is heard. happening, and uh, but yeah. W- Anyways, didn't want to get too sidetracked, but um, it's happened My point is, it's happening. Like people are, there are people out there making this work now, so it's beautiful.
0: It really is, yeah, amazing. <clears throat> and uh, oh, darn, where was I going to go with the the? Well, you yeah, were so, talking
1: about the archetype of private exactly. versus public, and these other archetypes and the balancing of them, and
0: that's it. And and the the awakening, and and I think. You know, I've always struggled with the thing of, of balance. You might have heard me say some years ago, like balance is bullshit and this kind of thing. What, what I've noticed is that those two forces, especially as I've studied them, them as the masculine, feminine, that they work so organically together. <laughs> they co- they are really cooperating with each other. They're, there's a lot of polarization between them, and there's a lot of drama, say in nature, where you get the, you know, the violence of the bunny being caught by the cat and. And, uh, you know, it might seem like there's something wrong going on there, but I I know this audience is way beyond that, but to see how there's, there's, there is a natural flow of, of masculine and feminine energy, you know, at one, one time you're like just coming out and producing and creating and manifesting. And then, and then there's a pullback, right. That there's the wave, the wave comes and the wave goes back. And then, and then there's some hopefully time for reflection and, and, um, just assessing what is going on so that you're not doing everything out of knee-jerk reactions. And then you and then that's gonna bring the life forward again into a much more what we would maybe see as aggressive or assertive kind of a a way to be. So yeah, they they absolutely both have their place. They don't need a whole lot of engineering. Again, it's a matter of of releasing. Say somebody's really intensely strong in that prey energy to the to the degree that they are a victim and they're laying on the back and like, you know, eviscerate me, showing their belly, getting virtue, virtue signaling that I'm a victim and everybody should come and give me pity, energy, fake pseudo attention and love uh, to to that point where you're like, okay, yeah, that, it, you know, there's times to be a bunny. I, I don't mind being a bunny. I don't mind, I don't mind appearing like a bunny sometimes too. Cause they, you know, if they if they don't know me, then then I also can be accessing this predator energy. And frankly, people in the truth community, this is something that I really discovered. We have way more predator energy than those, say masked and jabbed people out there. They're too much on the bunny. They're, they're waiting for someone to come along and tell them how to be safe. And they're, you know, it's Stockholm syndrome, all the stuff, you know, and and we've talked about here. So it is, it is to our credit to hold predator energy. It's what will allow you to say, you know, stand up for yourself when, when you get crushed or when someone around you gets crushed or to, you know, if, if need, absolute need be to use the court system, to go and. And uh, hold judges and lawyers accountable or, or, or other predators accountable, all of that kind of stuff. So you know it's it, it, it's a very much more balanced perspective. Now the enemy is not out there because otherwise the enemy would be in here. So you can flip it and know that that all of the allies, everything that that basic public and private, once you see those uh, archetypes, you'll see them everywhere in Technicolor. And they are extremely useful to just see, okay, you know, what's being used here and how is the expression of it? Is it either giving and supporting life or is it taking and at, taking the life away, draining the life? Because that's, for the most part, people who get into real predator kind of energy, they are losing. They're going to be caught up in the, the you know, the lust, the anger, the pride, even courage, acceptance, and peace and, uh, and not get to the actual freedom parts. So all of that, our, our operating in the public our operating in the private, it is out of free will. I, there's many people, Oh, I have to divest completely of my, my, pu- my public, I have to get rid of my birth certificate. I have to do, you know, give away my driver's license or burn my business license, all of that kind of thing, which I, I uh, would be fun. I think that would be fun, but, uh, it's really not true. It's just to awaken both of those capacities that we've been given. They're again both doors to freedom. Don't cut yourself off at, at uh, to to you know that they and have some illusion that by divesting of the public, you are going to be uh, safe in the private. It's not like that. You have actually have to do the work to what it takes to build out. The associations and the relationships and and the convivial nature of life that that could be the the cooperating around life. So just giving up your birth certificate is not going to protect you at all. It's it, I I really firmly see and believe that now. But to walk strategically in that realm, knowing you're dealing with uh, you know a predator class. And not to be naive, not to be a bunny, not to, you know, to understand what are your actual rights? What are your freedoms? What are the difference between the rights and the freedoms? What are you unconsciously consenting to uh, inside yourself that you're also unconsciously consenting to outside yourself? Almost always when you decide that you're not going to take it, uh, uh, you know, say be discompassionate or abusive to yourself, you also resolve to not let other people do that. I've seen that many, many times. So yeah, the, the those two archetypes extremely interesting. There's no end to it. Uh, I, I've been excited to find it in the Bible and and look at, uh, there's actually so much instruction about the private in the Bible. There was one in one um, section in particular I pulled out, one Corinthians 12, uh, four and 14, talking about the div- diversity of gifts and the one spirit. So th- this this is a little bit uh, now just going deep into the private and seeing how it does require all of our different kinds, all of our different skills, all of our different interests. The, the, those that are, um, you know, so men naturally will will bring predator energy. I want that. That's why I host the King Heroes Journey podcast and I'm always wanting to highlight strong men such as yourselves out there and bring that element forward. It's very needed. It doesn't come as naturally to me. I came, I came as a woman, although I can be a good killer too, you know. Especially if you if you uh, threaten me or my uh, my my bear cub. But uh, but the ability to come together and be a true body, right? That's what the assembly is—to be a body where where we can work together and uh, support life, to choose life, to consciously choose life because we've been unconsciously choosing death. And, it, you know, in another place in the Bible, God says, I, I place life and death before you. Choose life. And so this is something that we can do for each other. We can support each other. We can encourage each other. We can have the exchange that will, you know, the, the colloidal silver or the the milk or the meat that they're trying to kill so fast. And all of, although I might be talking to vegetarians, so I apologize for that. But, uh, um, you know, meeting our needs. This is something that it's so fun. We can do it (laughs) and it can be done in the private, but, but with, you know, it's, it's basically just humbling the predator, right. Bringing that, maybe it's your side of yourself that is arrogant and superior and uh, feels righteous in bringing harm to others, no matter how right that may seem. And and but humbling that part of yourself, seeing yourself going like, oh wow, kill kill energy. Hmm, not really my vision of who I I want to be and how I want to interact in the world or the effect that I want. I want want to scare people. I, you know, been scary. And so bringing yourself to that place of of the humbling, which probably is exactly that balance between those two, as they as they move so naturally be, uh, with each other, they dance. Right. When you take the tension out and you take the conflict out, you take the opposition out. There's no actual opposition. They have been uh, pitted against each other artificially. So that's probably what I want
2: to share. And that. uh, that might bring us full circle to the right use of will. And, you know, will force is not passive. Um, it's not violent although if you have to assert your will very strongly people that are not used to that might take it as an act of violence uh, because it's just basically you know you mentioned wants well wants are have nothing to do with the fulfillment a will is automatically implied that it's fulfilled and so two different things and I think what we really don't appreciate is that will force is just a polarity, you know, as we were talking about earlier, and it's built into our physiology. It's built into all form in our realm, including ourselves. So if you look at the, that, that male polarity as we're talking about as far as the mental plane, well, that's uh, has to do with our neurology. Our neurology is, uh, you know, that particular polarity that works on the mental plane, brings into form, but it's not the fulfillment. The will is the fulfillment. If you go into old alchemical understandings, where you have the three attributes of mind, body, spirit, or sulfur, mercury, salt, um, it's again those are the attributes that make up. Uh, all three kingdoms in nature, including our own bodies. So if you look at the neurology is that one polarity, then our metabolism as more the the feminine that emanates from the astral, which is where feeling comes from. Uh, That is, in fact, where our will force emanates. And then if you look at the the physical body, you look at the metabolic processes and neurological processes, but then you have the limbs that are out here, you know, just freely movable. Well, that will force is what animates us as uh, animates our vehicles through this realm to, you know, have the experience we're doing. So that is the mercury. That is the spirit. Um, you know, the freedom part that's what freedom is, and freedom is the exertion of that will force. But without the will force having the feeling, the mana, the juice behind it, then we have just uh, you know, the salt polarity, which is just uh, empty forms, thought bubbles, and martial arts. You know, it's it's uh, you know, n- n- no ability to fight, it's just all form. So, um, you know, will force is so so important to understand. That it's uh, it's actually a physical polarity. It's actually uh, you know makes up the uh, the triad that allows the mercury element that gives us the freedom to roam, to create, to do as we will uh, within this realm. So. Everything you're talking about the archetypes and and everything else, you know what we have here is a failure to exert our will force, as far as uh, you know I can tell. And even in the case of the physical body, when that will force is not mobilized, then that normal um, force gets stuck in the lower plane. That's where we get growths in our body. That's where it gives rise to the collective miasms that are the origins, the energetic origins of what we think of as. Design on a human plane. So um, it's just such uh, an important thing, I think, to wrap our minds around. And as you're very uh, well describing today, all of these actions of the so-called predator class are mobilizing, helping us or inspiring us to mobilize that will force. So I think it's the best of times that we're moving into
0: here. Mm, amen. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah
1: wow. Um, we're coming up on time here, Beth. Any final mm-hmm. remarks or um uh, anything you'd want to close out on to our community listening today. And the chat's been in Fuego today, by the way, guys. Uh, uh, people are really been inspired and loving this talk.
0: Mm, fantastic. Yeah, I'm not good at watching a chat while I'm trying to talk, so I'm going to go back and and enjoy those comments. <laughs> so thank you for everyone who's here. and uh, Yeah, I think I think we covered it maybe just a little bit about how in the ministry, I also do have the law guild as well as my coaching guild. And so it's an opportunity to come in. There's a number of um, workshops that I've already done. That's why I got going sooner than I expected to. Uh, the I've had I've hosted Amanda Ridding for two workshops. One on just how to deal with tickets, very you know, kind of normal ongoing things. We're getting $9,000 tickets to come back into the country without a without an app, so it's just a, a stupid situation ties ties people up a little bit. And uh, a, a workshop on contract law. There's going to be a second part with her on that. Uh, Brett Fountain came and did a workshop for us. Oh, gosh, what was that about? I'll have to I'll have to remember. You can go to my my uh channels and and find out or ask me Darn! oh yeah bar grievances I knew it was good yeah how to do bar grievances which is something that you know stop those predators in their tracks and uh then uh, I don't know if you know you're familiar with Brandon big uh Brandon Sibley big sib so he came and did a workshop but it might end up being a series of some kind on role-playing in court there wasn't a whole lot of like super heavy hitters uh, that already had court cases. I'm, I'm having a hard time. I'm, I'm actually building for them, but they're so tied up in their cases that they don't have any time whatsoever for learning or, or certainly not personal development. That's my, my secret hidden agenda that I just uh, shared with you. If I could, if I could get behind somebody who was already so powerful and show them how to even, you know, raise their energy more, how to do the deeper uh, healing work and to be able to create with more ease and less effort then then that is something I feel really excited about. And uh, yeah, so I think I think that's pretty much it. It's the as I mentioned, if anybody's interested to apply to become a member, they are most welcome to do that. if um, if you visit the the uh, in the show notes, the the Will ministry. live, I call it dot live not dot live took advantage of that uh, that life force element there. Then uh, you're you're most welcome. I I know and uh, I love a lot of people already in your community. There's been great overlap and, and connection from having you guys on to my show. Definitely go and watch those interviews. By the way, I'll have to have you guys back on. Maybe get an update on the on the cordal situation as well, and uh, possibly Bear, you might be coming to do a workshop in the House of Free Will. I didn't I didn't confirm. Oh, it with right, you. right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if absolutely. we're still on for like that. To. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. I think, I think we put out the 28th as a, as a possibility and we're going to uh, look at Violet Ray projection, which I found so fun. The last in, Yeah. The last interview that you did with me, you touched on that and I thought it would make a, a beautiful workshop. People mm-hmm. do not see their creative power and and that would be a way to do that. Uh, so yeah, there's um, also the chance to do apprenticeships to to work with people, not just myself to to do the thing that I do, but to uh, this to me is the way that we're going to pass on our knowledge. It is a, uh, I've come to see it as a sin to die with your knowledge in you, right? If you don't pass that on, that that's missing out on that on that last leg of the hero's journey where you turn around and and give back. So apprenticeships are very welcome, free exchange. The the contract that you sign with the House of Free Will means that you can exchange freely outside of the public system with each other. I do not regulate that. I don't tell people how to do those exchanges or, you know, nothing goes through me. I don't take anything from it. Uh, I am asking for a small donation to join the House of Free Will. But at the same time, I know that t- times are intense right now. And if people can't afford a small donation, just shoot me a note and let me know. And uh, and you're most welcome as a, as a member, regardless so i hope you guys join <laughs> uh, that uh, if you if you feel it is very humbling it's just like you said earlier that if i don't do good in this by by people then they just simply won't be there there's no obligation for them to stay whatsoever right the contract doesn't bind them into the contract they can cancel it at any moment i can also cancel the contract if for some reason they're not acting in accordance with you know self responsibility and No members can turn around and sue each other based on activities that are taking place in the ministry. You are signing away your your ability to do that. Any conflicts are handled by tribunals. I don't anticipate them to tell you the truth because I've just attracted such self-responsible people in the first place. So that's really beautiful. And then contributions, because I really do see this as a way for others to fulfill their sacred purpose through my association If they don't have the wherewithal to create their own uh, assembly or, um, you know, put themselves out there independently, which can be really hard to do and these days can be harder to do, then you can do that in the ministry. If you have something of value, you want to bring it forward, you want to teach it, do a workshop on it, gain your own connections within it, this is a, a, a huge privilege and joy for me to be able to provide that opportunity and then, um, yeah, anybody who wants to contribute to the mystery, I'm very open to any kind of volunteer activities. I've got a, 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 two assistants working a lot for me these days. There's a lot of, a lot of jobs and a lot of work, but it's all absolutely on purpose. You said it earlier, Mike, maybe just to, to cap this off that this is not a hedonistic thing, even though like in my book, I have a whole chapter on the hedonist. I love the hedonist, but the, the, um, you know, that awakened side of it is very different. And it's tapping into exactly what you said. It is the, the deep, incredible, like stunning pleasure of purpose. The, the long term, right? Like not just the short term satisfaction and, you know, filling your face and your senses and getting what you want and always like bowing to your wants and becoming the slave of your wants then you, you flip it and you want, you want purpose, you want, and and it is, it is an incredibly pleasurable life to be connected that way. So to me, that's the the best kind of hedonist pursuit that you can make.
2: (laughs) Marvelous. So, um, God, So great to have you here again, and I really enjoyed the conversation. And I look forward to uh, being with you soon, I guess on the 28th. So maybe you and I can get together and uh, we can discuss beforehand uh, what you'd like to do there. But I look forward to it greatly and just keep up your amazing work. Uh, The audience loved you here today. So um, Mm. thanks again.
0: Mm. Thank you so much for having me both of you. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Thanks so
1: much, Beth. As always, um, I look forward to diving into uh, your site here, House of Free Will. I'm looking at it now. And I will clean up the links in the show notes below so they're all clickable so you guys can uh, view those. And uh, please go support Beth and her ministry and all her work. Check out her podcasts. uh, And the best place to find you, are you on Telegram or what's the best place to connect with you, Beth, besides the website?
0: Yeah, there's the King Hero chat on Telegram. I'm debating about doing a House of Free Telegram. There's just so many groups because I've got I've got private forums inside the House of Free Will website so that uh, people can meet without any social media whatsoever. But yeah, I'm on Telegram. I'm on Facebook. I was just removed from uh, Instagram for some reason. I didn't barely even have so much happening there, but uh, last I saw, they had taken me down. I got a big strike on on YouTube, as I mentioned earlier. So I'm down there just for a week, I believe. I, I was free of strikes at that moment when they when they dinged me, so I should be back. I'm on Rockfin, and um, and then yeah, I think that's all the the channels. That I I do really prefer. By the way, that uh, if you come to my website and sign up, say for the King Hero archetype quiz or the Merpreneur archetype quiz, which is a little bit of a throwback to my mermaid days, but either one of those gets us in contact by email, and then we w- we won't be dependent on other people's platforms to stay connected. So that's always the the best thing to do that uh, if you go and just go to BethMartins.com or freewillministry.live, which actually are the same that the free will is just pointing towards there, you'll find the application to the house of free will and uh, some uh, things that you might be interested in. If If you don't mind me repeating, if you are the one who is ready to really deep dive into your own healing work and to, you know, defrag, decode and release the beast from your system, and you're looking for a way to say transition out of a slave job, or to maybe have, um, you know, a life's work that is not as controllable. Because that's one thing that I have a lot of healthy pride around. It, that uh, no one tells me what to do in my work. Nothing. They don't. No, no one showed up for the last two years to tell me how to run my work, where to, you know, host people or how to host them or anything like that. So I invite you to have a conversation with me. I'd like to talk to all the people that you can just sign up for that one. But the the coaching, it's called Journey Code, giving you that indication how you can decode this system. Incredibly simple. It simplifies things that seem so complex and unapproachable and intimidating. Things are simple. They've been made simple for us and we can crack this and we can do this. So just let me know.
1: Beautiful. Love it all. Thanks so awesome. much, Beth. And if you guys you. resonated with this, please give us a thumbs up, share with your friends and family. It really helps spread this information far and wide. And as always, remember to get outside, get your feet in the dirt, go plant something, go for a hike. Mother Nature is our best teacher. Give her, Show her some love, you guys. We'll see you next week at our regular scheduled time. Love you all.
0: Bye. Thanks so much. Oh, throughout almost all our history the population
1: right, of the united states of america
0: there we go Alrighty, well thanks for coming that was fun to have you guys here and uh, i'm glad we had a chance to talk and uh, thank you diesel for "We the people that's that's beautiful thank you i appreciate that oh and campbell's still here <laughs> so great you guys that was fun i enjoyed doing these a lot and um Actually, Monday I am being interviewed on Crow Triple Seven, or doing a recording for the for that podcast. So super excited about that, and a little scared too. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a beautiful evening. What's up with you? I auto autodidactic. Are you? Do you have a stream today? You have a stream like almost every night. <laughs> now I could jump on yours. So well, I love you guys a lot, and unless anyone wants to. Chat, I might start heading off to bed. It's off to the farm tomorrow. I'm going to go plant the other, or, uh, not plant. Nope, the planting is way over, but uh, picking potatoes, I tell you. Oh, my gosh, do we have potatoes? barrows full of potatoes. Crazy. It's insanity. <laughs> and free all weekend. Nice. That's awesome. That's so good. Nice. Well, we should do a stream together again soon. I think we had a, some kind of part two thing from the last one. That was really good. If you didn't get a chance to see it, you should check out my interview. wonder if I, how fast I could grab it. Let's see, kind of speedy I am. So, uh, oh, thank you, Jayvon. I'm, uh, I'm so happy you came. It's lovely. It's never the same without people (laughs) to show up. Mm, Thank you. You guys are awesome. Let's see. Oh, good. I found it. Real fast. So this one's mine, and it doesn't. Are you okay? I... Out, and it does have the link. So here is the interview that Campbell did with me on his Spiral Up show. So if you don't know Campbell Purvis, he is the, also the host of Autodidactic, amazing channel, mind-blowing kind of stuff, beautiful vibes, all about freedom. So it's hard not to like that. And uh, Diesel says, your blind four-year-old grandbaby keeps you busy and on your toes, no doubt, tries to do a little bit better job keeping in touch with me. You tried to do. Okay, well, I I totally understand it. I totally get it. Yeah, wow. That's big. Hello, Emilio Sman. Nice to see you. Subbed into autodidactic. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. <laughs> Super good. There's so many beautiful people around. It's been a huge gift of this pandemic. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't know there were just a whole bunch of people like me. Who no. knew? <laughs> yeah, nice to see y'all. And what do you think? <laughs> and some smiles and some highs. Highs are good. So yeah, this is the link to the show with. Campbell on his Spiral Up show. It's a wonderfully inspiring, very positive show. I think I was told that those kind of shows don't get censored because the um, like the bots are actually watching for tone, for outrage and anger and vitriol and yelling and negativity and stuff like that. And I, I think you don't land on the radar as much when you just kind of fly high. And you got good news on a notice of liability. Congratulations. That's awesome nice what was that about something local i'm going out to support a good friend who's gone the distance we we sent notices of conditional acceptance actually not not liability to 12 snakes up the chain and it in the end yes we have them in default and dishonor but when they show it to their lawyers, the lawyers just say, oh, this has no force and effect. You don't have to respond. And we had a $10 million joinder fee if they did get a lawyer. So that might have helped because sometimes you do get a, a you know formal letter from a lawyer saying, whatever, this is BS. So we didn't get that. We do officially have them in default. Even if we had, had got that, it would, I don't th- think it would have mattered. But at the end of the day, it, it it was more an exercise in bravery for me rather than real strategy, because we argued science. You never argue science. Like same with the you know the whole um, changing of the weather thing, right? Like never argue that stuff. All you always argue fundamental, inalienable rights and freedoms. Yeah, so that's that's the thing. Uh, Diesel said FedEx driver kept spitting to your area. You called off and on six months to get them to slow down. Maybe speeding, not spitting. <laughs> Give you numbers. And so today you told her you're recording. So this is your notice of liability for you personally. They gave you higher up phone numbers that they had never have given you before. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, you got to stand up for yourself against these guys. If you don't, then they just keep rolling over you. And you got to pick your battles because otherwise you can really get lost in that. And I mean, I'm famous for a long string of battles I should have had. But honestly, what do I want to spend my time doing? I have so many things to create that if I'm caught up in a lot of fights, And again, there's lots of, there's lines in the sand. That's why we sent the notices because they were coming for the kids in the schools with the vaccination, with the, (laughs) we're still here on YouTube only for minutes. You guys, I'm, I'm going to get brave and start doing only 15 minutes on, on uh, YouTube. They're so intensely shadow banning me that, and I'm hearing from different people that there's different numbers that every people are, I was going to even ask you guys, what kind of, you know, numbers are you seeing here? if it's accurate um so it's it's a you know diminishing something even though it's growing on the one hand and there might be more people or than i think but you don't know who knows but i i can tell that uh they muck with my numbers i can see them go up and down and uh yep that's just how it is (laughs) we are on borrowed land and that's why be interesting to see if I could move over to Cordal to take my work there. I'd have to get Simplero to, Simplero to go over to Cordell. That'd be amazing. I don't know if uh, Mikey are going to see this, but that's what we should talk about is getting Simplero to come in and host on the blockchain and themselves become invulnerable. That would be really good. Notice of liability trespass is very powerful. They arrest you. That is a trespass. If they arrest you, yeah, that's what um, Rebecca Shepherd. Oh, I'm getting tired, guys. Um, that she that's the first thing she do. She will do. You might have heard me say it or her say it. And she's coming on next week on Thursday after Amanda Volmer on Wednesday. And uh, so she went to Parliament Hill. Now I wonder if that's censorable. Uh, and in Canada, and um, then. So she was making a point. She brought a sign that said, you know, fuck our prime minister, fuck Trudeau. Can I say these things? Shit, I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> and uh, and then so she actually got arrested for it because they told her that you can't do that with that sign and you can't have a megaphone saying that. And um, she's like, oh, yes, I can. And they're like, oh, you're under arrest. Come with us. Drive her, you know, away. Let her let her out because they have nothing on her. And then she turned around and gave them a $35,000 notice of liability. I guess the two cops that had done that. And the next day you could megaphone and have a sign that said, fuck Trudeau the next day. They're like, well, she means business. She's going to go for it, but it's not the notice that held any power. It was her intention to sue on the other side. The notice is just a friendly kind of like, here's what I'm going to do if you don't back down. So anyway, that's my big speech or not speech, I guess, some story about about Rebecca. She's amazing. I'm so excited to have her on next week. I guess uh, just high spirit, a lot of, lot of love, very generous. Oh my God, has she helped so many people and uh, tied up her whole life doing nothing but helping people. So it's a, a beautiful thing. And, uh, oh, that's great, Jaron, integrating the, uh, the public and the private. Yeah, but how, how else can you not do it once you see it? it? You see it everywhere. It goes off in Technicolor. That's been the, uh, the big revelation, like pop, pop, pop <laughs> of the last year, seeing the same thing in every, at every level. And it was spectacular because ultimately it simplified things in a way I didn't even know was possible. So, um, and then the, the archetypes of them, yeah, they're, they're maps to follow. Once you, once you know the archetype and can see it across the board at multiple levels, then you're just so onto it if there's anything to be released that's an obstacle or in your way. You can be very precise about what the stuck points are and take them out and get on with good stuff so i'm glad i'm glad you feel that your original definition of um okay all right good i I won't say that (laughs) i don't think i agree that this is for children because i only live stream i never i never agree anything actually i must agree something just by using the platform And mess on the ground or turning, which makes sense. (laughs) That's hilarious, Diesel. The original definition of shit. It's funny how I didn't want to say fuck for some reason. But uh, to strike or move back and forth. Back and forth, yeah. Like to strike, yeah. There you go. There you have it. Great. Well, I think I might turn in for the evening. It's been absolutely lovely to spend the the night with you. I got a farm date calling me in the morning. So we're going to get out there and dig in the soil. And uh, I don't think it's going to be too cold. It got, a, it got a little cold, but we'll see. We actually had a freeze already. I was I came to my garden. I'm like, huh? <sighs> totally didn't see it coming. But uh, yep, it's, harvest is at least for me winding down here. And now we're just going to go kill it at the farm. You just struck me with words. <laughs> there you go. Yep. What do they say? Sticks and stones? And uh, yes, autodidactic, let's do that. Let's do that. That would be so fun. I, I would totally love it. And uh, yeah, I hope everything's going well in your world. You should definitely jump over onto autodidactic if you're watching or you're hearing this recording. Because uh, yeah, you just got to go where the positive energy is and not the fake positive energy where you just pretending I mean no one would no one likes those people anyway it's hard to like those people but I just I just think you know it's life's short and may as well be around people who that you you vibe with sounds pretty flaky but who who you share values with who are your people so I know I already said that I'm going on and on (laughs) all right well thank you so much for being here and oh Uh, You got here. How how would you say your name? Joy? I'll just go with Joy now. To Joy now? (laughs) Welcome. I'm glad you're here. And the replay will be here as well. So lots of love to you guys. And I hope you have a good rest of your evening.